Good day, hello, and welcome to the latest edition of Birds All Day. I don't care how much snow is flying outside here in southern Ontario in the middle slash end of February. That's where we are, right? This is February. So much snow. Don't care. Today, on my television, baseball. This weekend, on your television, Blue Jays baseball. Sun, palm trees, guys with weird numbers on the back. It's all happening. And that's all that matters. For me and for you, frankly, right now. That's why baseball is popular. It's why spring training. That's why people give a shit about spring training. Because here it sucks. There it's awesome. Relatively. It's still Florida. Let's be real. There is no one who is realer than the person who joins me. And he joins me uh, as always. Uh, Old reliable. Old reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I, you know, I'm not in Florida on one hand. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand... I am not in Florida. (laughs) Which, everything about Arizona, whenever I talk to people about spring trips, especially non-baseball people, I'm like, oh, you got to go to Arizona, man. Everything's close. You can go from one ballpark to the other. You can go here. You can be there. Then the other thing is like, you also are definitely in Arizona, which on top of the, the things that make it what it is, it's also in the desert, Right. Like, it's a dry heat. It's dry no, but it's not. It's not even the heat. It's the weird <laughs> monsters that live in. Like, do you remember poor John Axford's son? John Axford's son. Oh that Jesus! Was, was attacked yeah. by a scorpion and he almost lost his foot. Crazy. It's Snake. like some Australia shit. It's ridiculous. Like playing yeah. Jumanji every single day. That's kind of what what it, what it's like. <laughs> the Blue Jays don't have those problems. They do have the rain sometimes. That happens in Florida, as happened this week. One of their games, at least, was washed out. But it doesn't matter because we are excited. Nate Pearson throws two innings against the Yankees. And I'm ready to like buy playoff tickets. I'm like, that's it. Two innings against the Yankees. Traveling in the first week of spring training. Playing the parade. The Yankees, of course, their season's falling apart around them. Everybody's hurt already. Poor Luis Severino has to have Tommy John. Giancarlo Stanton may miss the opening day. The Yankees, vulnerable. Blue Jays, ascendant with Nate Pearson and the other best part about spring training especially in the early days when the starters aren't going as long and everyone's sort of working their way into shape you get the big roster you get the random dudes out there you get what do you get you get Alejandro Kirk winning hearts and minds doing the thing that he does he throws he blocks he runs he's large it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing I mean, he does those things because everybody does those things. But, like, he's the kind of guy that can win you over. But also, he's kind of good, right? He does seem to be. Yeah, I mean, in his minor league career, more walks than strikeouts. That is uh, that is rare. That's I think that's part of the appeal. I know that uh, that, that Caitlin McGrath of, uh, of right here at The Athletic, my colleague, uh, uh, wrote a little bit about Alejandro Kirk uh, on Wednesday, uh, which may not have gone up to thir- till Thursday. I, don't think, I think it was up on Wednesday. Whatever it is. Uh, yeah, he he's a he's a really he's it's weird. Like I was gonna say he's an interesting character, but I you know I don't know if I've ever heard him speak. But he's just a fun guy to watch, and it, it's weird that some of that is just due to his relatable size. Uh, well, relatable, and, but also, relatable for some. Well, yes, yes, excuse <laughs> me, yes, 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 yes. But but he is a man of girth, uh, as we all wish we were, and uh, <laughs> and like. Uh, and 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 he's just a unique player in in many regards. Uh, he, he he is unique. I think he's going to remind a lot of people of um, what's his name, uh, Williams Astudillo. Did I say that right? Yeah, the twins, the but, the the big the big catcher for the twins. Big catcher for the twins. Guy who never walks, never strikes out, puts the bat on the ball. But the thing about Kirk, I think, and we we just we're just getting into it. We're just rolling right in here. Sure, why not? It's a Kirkie's kind of good and he's young like he's only 21 right he's he's he played at uh, a couple different levels last year like he's a prospect 
Astudillo is was is like a fun story, but a guy who didn't like stick in the big league club at like twenty seven that much last year. He can do some again. He can do some things, and he can he can entertain us, which is all we ever really want in this work a day world. But uh, but Kirk is like interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk is interesting because he's interesting and also interesting because like it might all work. He's not the biggest guy in terms of like size. You know, catchers keep getting taller. Um, well, okay, yeah, yeah. We must clarify there. Yeah. But 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 he can maybe he can kind of hit a little bit, as you said, more walks and strikeouts. Yeah, and I I think the contract the contact rates are really good. I mean, he's moving towards the upper minors. I think he's going to start in uh, New Hampshire this year. Uh, If not, he'll get there. I think he was in in uh, Lansing and Dunedin last year. I don't have the note in front of me because uh, because I'm just that's how professional I am. But I think that's I think that's true of him. He also has uh, Gabriel Moreno is another catcher in the system who I think is actually going to have to be put on the 40-man before him, even though he's only, like, 19, uh, which is an interesting sort of wrinkle. And then the Jays also have Riley Adams, who's a prospect in uh, in the catching department as well. They're, they're, they are stacked with catchers, which is, uh, is, I think, a rarity. I mean, obviously, you know, when we're talking about guys in the low minors, like, everybody has a guy mm-hmm. who, you know, is your catcher of the future who's in high A. But uh, but I think people can feel really good about uh, about – about Kirk in particular because he's he's uh, uh, entertaining and as as we are, mm-hmm. as we've said, uh, Moreno and Kirk I think were were ranked back to back on uh, of course at the Athletic Keith Law had his uh, Blue Jays list out this week his top one hundred list was out this week uh, he had them uh, he had Moreno first uh, despite being younger and uh, you know farther uh, back I think he is perhaps more. Uh, a traditional build for an athlete, uh, a guy who, you know, they maybe have, have more hope of being an athletic catcher as opposed to Kirk, who will perhaps be limited. Uh, but the Jays have a really interesting group back there, uh, which is good because Danny Jansen really fell on his face for about three months in the middle of last season. It's uh, hard. Reese McGuire, I mean, Reese McGuire looked great. Uh, so much so that don't. You know, it was way better than he's ever hit in the minors. No, the way that's that he hit true. In the majors. So you know, why would anyone believe that that's just going to, you know, I'd believe that he's going to be the hitter he was in the minors, not for, you know, three hundred plate appearances in the big leagues. It is absolutely. I think interesting group is a great way to describe it. Um, every team has a catcher of the catcher of the future. There's always somebody who's coming up. He's going to be that guy. But like, I feel like this group of guys, they're not just you know generic system catchers you can't just go down to dollar tree and grab a couple guys like this like this is <laughs> i was so I mad i was I, I yelled at you because i was like i was saving that joke and i thought you were going to like rush in there and i was like god damn it no you wait in the car and you take your time and you do what needs to be done and then i get my joke off i've been try- uh, i was trying to be good this week but you can't, uh, nah, we, uh, come on Come on. Yeah. It's uh until the true story comes out of like the depths of perversion in the Dollar Tree parking lot that you can see from the highway. Well, you uh, want you want the URL? What is this? <laughs> No, I mean like <laughs> unless it's something like truly heinous, then it was just like it's just something that was fucking dumb and weird. But the, there's a line, right? Like between like that's it's a like really a Seinfeld, you know, it's a, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, like there's a line between that was like low-key antisocial sort of but like just no kind of a victimless crime there's also the side of it that maybe like it's not a victimless crime but maybe it was something that was like way more insidious than we're guffawing about like a bunch of oafs but until that time you know you got to get these jokes off yeah yeah oafs we are yeah oafs we are <laughs> <laughs> but are also we. Well, indeed, but 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 you you say you know we do we're saying everybody has a guy like that. Uh, everybody has guys, but I don't know. For a very long time, the Blue Jays didn't right. Like catching has been so hard for them to to develop for so many years. Uh, you know, mostly because it's really hard to be a good catcher. There's just not many of them. Uh, but they look like it looks like they have guys who uh, who may reach the level of like competent big leaguer and. Uh, and that's really valuable. I think that's been smart of them to to be like, well, if we have a catching surplus, like literally the world is our oyster. Everybody is going to want and people will be stunned by the the value we will get back by trading Riley Adams or trading Reese McGuire. So this is what happens at spring training. You see, there's one highlight of Alejandro Kirk running the bases 
and uh, suddenly the catching situation is in flux and everybody's getting traded for top line pitching. This is great. This is what <laughs> happens in spring training. Well, yeah. it was it was I impl- it was implied. It, no doubt, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, again, the, another big spring story, of course, is Nate Pearson's first outing at uh, what's it called? TD Bank Ballpark? Is that what they're calling it? Uh, TD Ballpark. TD just Ballpark. TD Ballpark. TD yeah. Ballpark. No, no bank. It's, it's just uh, a, they, they unbank yourself. That was their thing for a while, I guess. So you know what they need? They TD. need some fucking camera banks. Frankly, apparently you can't broadcast a goddamn TV game from there. But uh, wrecked. You know the, wrecked. the social media crew, Blue Jays at Blue Jays. You know on Twitter. Trying to do the Lord's work, showing Nate Pearson videos that are like cut off at the waist, but uh, they cut off at the uh, waist. Are they kind of like grainy, like the kind of thing you might see in a security camera outside of a Dollar Tree, or what's going on with these cameras for the Blue Jays? Back and to the left. What are we? What are we doing? Here? Nate Pearson <laughs> is out here. So I, I tweeted about it today. Uh, the game that he played it started against the Yankees was actually on Yankees, you know, what's it called? Yes, they had it. But all the Yankees fans I follow were all bemoaning Luis Severino's injury, which is it's a blow. Like I'm no one there's no there's no I place mean, for cheering. Red for Sox injuries. fans Red Sox fans should be bemoaning Luis Severino's injury, right? I mean <laughs> like well, well, congratulations, yeah. your dumb team pissed away a chance to, you know, have a good year. Well, you know, you don't want to have salary hanging over your head when you're trying to win the World Series for the second time in three years. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe the Red Sox feel like there's more coming for the cheating thing, or that they just cheated so badly that there was no hope of them ever getting back because they're cheaters. I do have to, I, I do have to say that, that as we're talking about this, I'm, it's going over in my mind. Somebody on Twitter talked to me about this when I was making similar snarky comments. Who's like? It's like 2013 all over again. Like they're the Red Sox are going to win the World Series. It's just it's dumb. It won't make any sense, but they're just going to do it. And and every every comment we make in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh god, I hope, oh, <laughs> I hope we don't have to eat this at the end of the year because that really really fucking sucked. World Series winner John Farrell, World Mike Series Napoli, Mike Shane Napoli. Victorino. What a what a what a, what a fucking star-studded lineup there. That team was pretty good. The 2018 they, team was ridiculous. What a what a stupid team that was. God, they were good. I hate them. I mean, they beat they beat those cheating Astros. They out-cheated the Astros, which is impressive. The Red Sox got to be feeling pretty good about how just completely <laughs> the past unlikable <laughs> the Astros are. How yeah. freely the hate flows from every baseball fan and just attaches itself to the loathsome Astros. Love it. Red Sox just tiptoeing around like, no, don't mind us. Don't mind the manager we had to fire. None of that stuff. They're just, they're the, the McKinsey-ass Mayor Pete of baseball. It's just so easy to fucking hate them. It's wonderful. What's the passion, the fiery passion of a, bur- <laughs> a thousand burning suns? Those try-hard fucking scumbags. Incredible. Nate Pearson tries hard. We talked about him last week with Jonah Beerenbaum, which was a lot of fun. Jonah got some good quotes out of him, but... Uh, the Man, BBWA wa- member, Jonah Bierenbaum. Imagine. He's going to be unbearable. I'm not going to be able to, He won't even talk to me anymore. He's going to block He's going to have a fucking MVP vote. Come on. That's right. He's going to vote for Mike Trout or I will kill him. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know where he lives. And I know that his right, parents. It's over. That right there, that speaks to the integrity of the whole process. Get rid of it. Get rid of the BBWA. <laughs> No, oh, yes. <laughs> until I, I, they until they allow me in the club, <laughs> I will vehemently oppose the club. And then and then even after that, then it's like the I want no part of any club that would have me as a member sort of thing. Oh my god. Yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> you think I'm going to the luncheon? I assure you not. Why not? So you could go hit, go to Boston Pizza on like some <laughs> go on the star? Why not? Uh, <laughs> watching Nate Pearson's pretty fun. A, yeah, I missed a little bit of it. I was dealing with some other TV bullshit, but uh, was he? Wait, was I missed that for some reason? I thought it was the. Wasn't he in the split squad game? Was that on? Yes, it was on something. I don't know because the. So, I, in any event, Nate Pearson's pretty good, and yes, it's getting really exciting. We can agree with that. Uh, to see the momentum that he's getting again, we we know he's not going to make the team out of uh, on opening day, 
They know there's going to be um, that sort of, a, what was the term, prescriptive innings limit, all that stuff. Yeah, sorry, I, I did make a mistake. Pearson's game was not on TV, not on, not on, yes, not on anything, but none, nonetheless. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, I'm glad you admitted it now because I, I don't know if you noticed, but I have been griping about and paying attention to TV issues all week, so... Or do you need to go off on that? Do we need to have a moment? Oh, I, I assume we have a, a large segment reserved for me to go off on that. I well, here it is. Let's do it. The latest. So Mark Shapiro has been fielding questions about the MLB TV thing, which uh, which affects a lot of people. And and the reaction from a lot of folks has been a little bit different um, than than my own, of course. Because <laughs> people are like, well, I'm canceling MLB TV. Uh, a, I was surprised that... that People immediately blame the league, but I get that because the league is so stupid and tone deaf that it's easy to blame the league. Well, I felt like it was really a Rogers originating thing, and now Mark Shapiro is trying to like push back against that sort of saying like it was the league that made the decision. Well, he he, he by name told me to call MLB because <laughs> they they weren't consulted, they weren't engaged on it. That's what he told Caitlin, and that's you know if if I know if you haven't read. Shapiro's Q&A with Caitlin McGrath that came up this week. Uh, uh, do yourself a favor. There's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting nuggets in there. There always is. I love uh, executive uh, interviews like that, even when they're you know even when they're sort of being cagey and spouting platitudes and do you know doing uh, doing what they do. You can you can read between the lines. That's one of uh, that's one of the fun things about uh, covering these fucking <laughs> snake oil salesmen that we call. <laughs> baseball owners uh but no he, uh, shapiro i think rightly not look i and i think that interview happened before i had been as aggressive saying that you know i really don't think the jays are happy about this either because uh, because i don't think the jays are happy about this and he said in the in the interview with caitlin that uh they weren't consulted they weren't engaged it was just a thing that i don't know who represented the blue jays at the owners meetings in november but what happened at the owners' meetings in November was the vote was taken uh, about what to do with the digital streaming rights, uh, which until that point, I didn't realize this, but until that point, MLB had controlled those. Uh, that was what allowed Paul Beeston to sidestep Sportsnet. The, the other thing that allowed Paul Beeston to sidestep Sportnet, Sportsnet was that he was so ahead of the game technologically, which is an insane thing to say about <laughs> Paul Beeston. Uh, but he was, but he, and he said there, I, you know, I've had this out there. There's a, a, a great interview, uh, him and Richard Griffin, I think 2014. Uh, Paul Beeston was the president of major league baseball. So he wasn't the commissioner, but he was, you know, an executive in the league office uh, from the late nineties until about 2002, 2003. I forget what exactly it was, but during that time, that's when MLB Advanced Media, uh, MLB AM, uh, BAM Tech now, or whatever mm -hmm. it is, uh, that's when it was created, you know. And so he kind of understood what that was about and why that was, you know, a thing. And and to his eternal credit, you know, I have, as, as anyone who's listened to this regularly knows, not always been the, you know, I, I love the idea of Paul Beeston. He seems like he's a great dude, but sometimes I, I will question some of his... Uh, choices and 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 the the work that he's done but to his huge credit he very much understood uh it was important for fans to be able to see the team and so we came back to the blue jays sportsnet did not have an option for streaming and he's like well we have an option for people who want to watch games at their desk on their tablets maybe on their phones event like that's what time it was right it was like mm -hmm. 2010 2009 like maybe one day people will watch shit on their phones which you know, apparently 11 years ago, that's, that's how people thought. Uh, <laughs> and, but so he, you know, he was proactive and, you know, partly it seems, and I think it came out of that Griffin interview because I've, I keep saying this and <laughs> we were actually talking about this, me and, uh, uh, Mike, my editor, we were like, he was like, uh, yeah, you keep, you mentioned this story. That's like maybe apocryphal is were the, were the words that I used. Uh, about Paul Beeston getting mad because he couldn't watch a game at his cottage. Like, do you have, like, can you find, like, a source on that? And I, like, start Googling it, and it's just all things I've written. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, but I think it was from that Griffin interview because he does talk about being at the cottage. And, be, and, and, and this was before Sportsnet Now was launched in June 2014. Uh, the interview, I think, was in February. 
And he talks about how it's important for fans to be able to see the games. And, and that's, that's a wonderful concept. And that's obviously not the way the league operates now. Uh, but he was able to allow that to happen, which it has for nearly a decade, uh, because MLB controlled teams' digital streaming rights because that was all part of uh, BAMTech, MLBAM, uh, MLB Advanced Media, however you like to call it. Uh, so the owners in November voted. Apparently, Mark Shapiro was not there. Uh, I don't know who was representing the Blue Jays, but they voted to uh, – to to get to for MLB to the league will relinquish control of these rights, give it back to the clubs, which could be fan friendly. It could be a way for people to stream games eventually for a fee, no doubt, but in their local markets, uh, which right now is generally not possible. I mean, we can do it with Sportsnet now, but but again with with the fee. But MLB TVs has a fee. Uh, but what happened with that deal was with that vote was that when the rights reverted. To the clubs, MLB basically washed their hands of controlling these rights and said, when your when you're, you know, broadcast rights contracts are up, you can sell these now. You can sell these digital streaming rights as well. Mm. But until, until your contract needs to be renewed, your TV rights holder controls your digital streaming rights. So... The Blue Jays rights, which had this side deal in effect with the with MLB, that deal is null and void because the league has washed its hands of controlling these these rights. And the rights are now controlled by Sportsnet, who, despite being owned by Rogers, who owns the Blue Jays, who have a stake in serving baseball fans and growing the team and the game, also have a stake in cynically pushing fans to their shittier <laughs> fucking digital streaming service. And that's what they did. Uh, and so it's a small thing. And I, I know that a lot of people, I don't remember what, you know, when we did the survey, how mm. many people are watching on cable versus streaming and cord cutting or whatever. Like, like it's probably a pretty small percentage of people are affected by this in the grand scheme. And that's even among like, the group of people that are listening to us. And I think that we probably are overrepresenting those who are cord cutters and those who are, uh, you know, just using it through the, you know, through apps on their smart TVs or their Amazon fire sticks or Roku devices or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what it has meant is that the, as I hope everybody knows by now, because it's bullshit, uh, <laughs> is that, is that, Canadians are now blacked out once again, as they were 10 years ago, from watching Blue Jays games on MLB TV, the service they've used for 10 years. Uh, they can use Sportsnet now. And the absurdity that I think I started this rant about was the stupid February split, split squad game against the Phillies on, uh, on Tuesday afternoon, which was on MLB TV, but not picked up by Sportsnet. So there, you know... The idea is, you know, you get the message from MLB TV saying you're blacked out, but here's how you can watch Blue Jays games now. You, you, you know, you're, we're all aware of Rogers. We're all aware of, you know, corporate incompetence, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, you kind of take it in good faith. It's like, okay, I've had this service that is perfect for a very long time that has allowed me to watch every Blue Jays game. If there is a telecast of it, regardless of who is producing the telecast, whether it's the Phillies broadcast, whether in this case, I think it was like the Philly, like it wasn't even on cable in Philadelphia. It was like a web production, but mm. a full-fledged telecast. But it was on MLB TV. There was a Blue Jays game that Canadians couldn't watch because of the shift that they had done like just days before, mm. presuming that you had canceled your MLB TV subscription uh, which many people did because it became useless to Jays fans uh, if that's how you used it to watch the Blue Jays. It's, of course, still a wonderful subscription as uh, service, as you, as you point out, for watching, you know, it has every other baseball game. But it's just so great, unrestricted. It's a perfect product. It's, it's uh, you know, it is the rare thing, the rare platform, the rare product that, like, not just me, but many people, like people are, are happy to pay for it. Mm -hmm. happy like I, as people, it. as right. As people know, who've listened to me for a long time, who've listened to like, I, 
I can navigate. I can figure out how to do illegal streams. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not Paul Beeston. You know, I can figure out shit. Like I, I, but it is, but it is a pain in the ass. And MLB TV was super reliable. Allowed you to switch the feeds. Like it had, it had enough that made it worth paying for. If I could watch the Blue Jays on it, but if I'm unable to do that, I could probably. This is not me, me. This is just a theoretical person. <laughs> this theoretical person could, you know, pay for Sportsnet now much inferior as we've discussed didn't even have tuesday's game on it mm-hmm. absurd they had like sportsnet central on three fucking channels but they couldn't be arsed to get the phillies feed of the fucking sports of the of the blue jays game uh you know i could probably figure out some other way to watch those other games and yet there's going to be people in many other boats right like there's going to be people who are like, well, I can figure out how to watch the Blue Jays, but I'm going to keep MLB TV to watch every other game because that is more valuable to me. And there's going to be other people still who are like, oh, wait, I had to, you know, go to an illegal streaming site to watch this game. That was really easy. I don't have to pay any of these assholes. And there's going to be other people still who are like, well, I don't give a shit. I'm just done with this. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Or that we'll never get access to it in the first place because... You know, they're not meeting the the Paul Beeston technological standard, which seems to me like it should be like the lowest bar to cross, which is that just give people access to the games. Uh, I agree. <laughs> no, uh, I keep I kept watching my like the recording that we're doing just the not the minutes click. Up. I, I feel I went on for a while there. Look, I am like a lot of people in that I have parents who have cable and I use their login to access Sportsnet now um, through my... You mean a theoretical person like A theoretical like person could lo- use their parents, <laughs> their theoretical parents' login to access uh, Sportsnet through their theoret- this theoretical person's PlayStation, uh, not through their smart TV. The smart TV has MLB TV and it works... It works wonderfully. It's not perfect, but there are there are so few other than other than Netflix and YouTube, which work on everything all the time. Um, they all, it's, it's right up. There. It's right up there. Yeah. Um, it's not a Bell product, for example, because uh, you know, with all due respect, the Bell any, any Bell digital product has been. You know, I know there are lots of hardworking people over there, but God, everything <laughs> is so bad. Yeah. It's not Dis- that. Disney ain't buying. Disney ain't buying. TSN no, Go. No, no, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and with all due respect, even like, yeah. Sportsnet now is is, a, is fine it, when it when it when I use it, which is often when it it, it it kicks me out all the time. I find like if I'm logged in, it just I throws find me that out, also, yeah, which I don't yeah. like because then I got to call my theoretical parents and ask them their theoretical password again. <laughs> but it's but but Disney's not buying Sportsnet now from Sportsnet. You know, the NCAA isn't saying we want to brought, we want to stream our, the tournament that's like our, you know, the basketball tournament that is one of the biggest sporting events in that entire country every year. The please. crown jewel of revenue, yeah. really, right? Can like, you yeah. please put it on Sportsnet now? That's not going to happen. But all that happened with, with MLB Advanced Media, which was made billions of dollars for baseball. The other thing, as I mentioned about the smart TV, and you talked about Roku, Roku sticks and, and Amazon, whatever. Um, as soon as I turn my PlayStation on, my brain, because I have a, a crippling, not crippling addiction, that's a bit, I can't not play Apex Legends. So as soon as I turn the PlayStation on, that's where I, what I'm going to do. I start clicking and I'm like, I could go to Sportsnet now, or I could just, you know, hop on the sticks and, and get some frags, you know, <laughs> and that's just where my brain's going to go. But I'm still going to use MLB TV. Um, and I'm, but I'm the, I think I'm the, A, the exception of the rule. I think you're right about the cord cutters being, being loud and being overrepresented by people like you and I, who, as we talked about, have been doing this for 11 years or nine years, whatever it is. Um, but I'm, if it's, a, if it's the middle of the day and I don't have a way to watch the Blue Jays, I'm just not going to watch the Blue Jays. It, you know, again, I'm in a different situation because I do this. So watching the Blue Jays is like incumbent upon me. But like, if I mm-hmm. didn't have to, I'm happy to to watch a different East Coast team uh, and then move on to the Giants and the Angels and whoever else or whatever is the compelling pitching matchup of the night. It's what I would do sometimes anyway, right? That's the beauty of it because that's where I am. That's what baseball is the thing that I like to do. So it's an ongoing uh, mess. And, and, and I, 
and I will say not to, I mean, I, we're, I know we're going on and on about this, but yeah. I, but, but part of it is part of the way that you became that way, that twisted sicko fucking mindset you've got <laughs> with watching whatever good pitching matchup is, is because you had access to do this. And, and mm-hmm. also because, as, you know, as I wrote about over the weekend and, and, uh, having the ballpark pass for years, which made it very easy for people to go to the baseball game. And, and, you know, you could, you, you pay a hundred dollars and you get 81 tickets and you don't have to use them all, but you, you can use a ton of them and it, it helps you grow the sport. And sometimes it seems these, uh, the short-term profit motive that is driving, you know, Every every bad thing in the world. <laughs> uh, this maybe not. Uh, not it, it's short sighted. It's short sighted. You know, I I would I would like there to be people going to Blue Jays games for like a dollar a ticket right now because they're going to do. They're, they're going to grow up like me. Hopefully, you know. Not as cool because I can't I can't handle that. But, uh, but but no. But like you want like, like I I don't feel that there is enough thought put into this on like the corporate level uh, because they can't because of just the nature of you know corporate mindset of you know how humans actually think and like and feel and are connected with you know with these teams and with the this sport. I would like the sport to endure and I think the sport will endure and I think you know. Uh, uh, over the week and, you know, frankly, years of talking about this stuff, you know, I've seen lots of people throw, there was somebody had a quote, I forget who it was from, from like the late seventies that was just, you know, that's talking about the exact same thing. And you can probably go back to the twenties and I've seen, you know, talks about pace of play where it's like, you know, baseball is just getting too slow. And it's like, you look at, it's like the New York times, like 1927 or something. You know, it, it, a lot of the same arguments go, you know, come over and over again. And I think that that is something that, uh, you know, when we spoke to Mark Shapiro, uh, I, I, we, we, I specifically asked him about, you know, are they, are they overlooking this? I, I don't know if I phrased it correctly. I'm not exactly, you know, Barbara Walters over here, but uh, I don't know who's a good interview. If you're, I don't, I don't even, I mean, that's a dated reference. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, I, I, maybe I didn't put it, put it to him, you know, as well as I could have to get as good an answer. Mm -hmm. But like, I I just think that there, there is a huge blind spot in the extremely uh, revenue obsessed current group of McKinseyite fucking Ivy League weirdos who are running this league that, that is, you know, I don't want to see it just completely blow up on them, though it might be kind of funny. Well, at least that same school of thought hasn't poisoned <laughs> every other aspect of our society. Well, now, right. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of revenue, let's talk for a second, a little, mm-hmm. little bit off topic. Let's talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Atlanta Braves, maybe? No, the, let's oh, talk the about the Diamondbacks. Oh, okay. Sure. Maybe sniffing around Vancouver. What is up with that? That is, uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, our friend Bart Given, who I feel uh, I should have asked you this off air, but Bart, uh, he did he did we have him do stuff for the score at some point? I think so. Parts I think did. so. Like parts. Bart, yeah, yeah, and, and he was a, an assistant GM in the Ricciardi era for the Blue Jays, a Canadian guy. I think he went to York. Uh, good dude, and he's out in Vancouver. Uh, and was quoted in Sean Fitzgerald's piece that uh, that was out on Wednesday uh, about how the Diamondbacks, yeah, had been had been kind of sniffing around uh, around Vancouver, and and it's it. I don't want you know it's not nearly as far along as the Montreal thing, and it's to me the cynic, and I think I said this when I wrote about it in my bird's eye view piece that day uh, was, you know, you think about Hamilton or Quebec being used as pawns. Uh, uh, you know, for other t- cities to get new stadiums or to get money out of, of their, you know, their municipalities or their their states or whatever, their counties for, for new stadium stuff. I think, you know, the Rays and Montreal thing very obviously seems like it. that's kind of potentially a play there. And at least that at first seemed like, well, obviously that's just Tampa trying to use Montreal as leverage to get out of their deal that they don't want to be in and then do what they want. Uh, 
and now it just seems like they're actually sincere about doing that weird setup, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm very, I'm very much for. I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but, but, uh, but, but yeah. So the Diamondbacks have a problem with Chase Field. Uh, they, I don't think they, oh, they don't own the park. They control the park. And they can do events there, but they don't own the real estate around it, which is obviously. Uh, I wrote about this on Wednesday as well about the Blue Jays, you know, and what they might be thinking about doing. Uh, if they possibly can logistically make it happen at uh, at the Rogers Center, uh, you know the the trend for obvious reasons is you know to go towards what the Braves have done at tr- what's now called Truist Park, it was SunTrust Park, uh, White Flight Park, I believe is what it was called originally. Uh, but they have sort of a, a you know a neighborhood of upscale restaurants and hotels and retail and mm-hmm. you know they have they, they've made it a destination year round even when the game isn't you know there isn't a uh, isn't a braves game and the park's there and the team's offices are there and then they're you know it, it's just, it's it's a mixed use multi-use development uh kind of like uh, uh, maple leaf square right and uh and that's i think what the diamondbacks want to do with chase field because they don't have enough control over uh their situation there they own they control the events at the building but ne- not necessarily anything else so that's why they kind of have there've been relocation rumors quote unquote they've been you know and, and i think you know looking at vancouver and having this come out doesn't necessarily hurt them you know it it, it is it it can i think cynically be looked at as a way to use leverage but i think it's also uh a thing where and we've heard mark shapiro talking about this especially with respect to uh, the new facilities that the Blue Jays are building down in Dunedin. He was like, "Well, we went to, we went to see like Tottenham Hotspurs. We went to, you know, they went, they they went to all these other, uh, you know, world class organizations or whatever he would say. Which, you know, obviously, Spurs had had no had no business being in the Champions League final last time. But did uh, he say Tottenham Hotspur correctly, or did he say Tottenham Hotspurs incorrectly? Well. First, which which was I just saying? You said the um, wrong one. I was probably saying it wrong. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, well, that's because I don't respect them. Because <laughs> Lucas Mora, Lucas goal. I mean, that's. I mean, God. <sighs> God, that was horrible. Now that was so horrible, and yet, and yet, so. But no, but anyway, so so I think part of. The, uh, sorry to, again, keep rambling, but I think that partly what was going on was that was similar to what the Blue Jays were doing in, you know, let's look at how your facilities operate. What can we incorporate into our own? Like, I think they were kind of looking at BC Place and mm-hmm. being like, oh, here's a stadium. We had a good relationship with these people. We can, like, take a flight to Vancouver, have a nice time, whatever. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and then, like, have get some expertise on how these guys are running their facility mm-hmm. that they can take home with them. So I, I you know, I, I don't think anyone should be, and I, and I think Sean was, was who's the best, by the way, uh, awesome dude, uh, and a, an incredible reporter. But also, I, I don't think he was was not making that clear. Like I think he made it clear in the piece that that's, you know, it was not, it was not like, oh man, this is going to happen real soon. But mm-hmm. it, it, it was just sort of there's rumblings. And there's thoughts about there, and obviously MLB is kind of, sort of identified it as one market among many that is is interesting to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have a they have a great advocate in Bart Given, who you know a former assistant GM knows the industry, knows a ton of people, and they also, as I wrote on Wednesday, uh, you know Vancouver is uh, is a is a, a, a city with a lot of wealth in it, and that's kind of the fans that that MLB is really drawn to particularly at the moment as we've discussed already now the idea of a team owning all the real estate and creating a a real uh destination does that sound like the kind of thing that a team based in say toronto might be interested in as far as you know andrew stoughton i think any team would be interested in a thing like that i think it'd be very difficult for a team like the Toronto Blue Jays to pull a thing like that off, uh, mostly because they're very crammed into a particular parcel of land, and that parcel of land is not owned by the team. It's uh, you know it's owned by like the the Toronto Stadium Lands Corporation, which is like a crown company or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's owned by the feds. Uh, so I think that would be very difficult, but obviously I think also probably really desirable. Um, and that is. You know, I know why you're alluding to it is because 
it Mark Shapiro, when he spoke with Caitlin McGrath in the, uh, you know, the sit down that he had this week, uh, talked about it. I think he said it was like, it was maybe more philosophical somewhat, or, uh, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't being concrete about anything, but he was, was certainly even beyond, not just implying, I don't know what the right, uh, word to describe it is, but, uh, he made it sound like there are, there, there are ideas beyond his pay grade, i.e. with, you know, executives at Rogers who, you know, don't, you know, not just within the Blue Jays vertical, but within uh, whatever the hell else it is that they do uh, that are interested in what's going to happen at that site. What is what the possibilities are at the Blue Jays, you know, at the Skydome site, at the, the Rogers Center site. Uh, because obviously these renovations have to happen and also because, you know, Union Park, which is like, I think, a public private uh, situation, which is sort of closer to Union Station and Rail Deck Park, which is going to go up to uh, to Peter Street. Uh, don't quote me on that, but 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 thereabouts above the above the rail yards, uh, that is all being, you know, very uh, pie in the sky uh conceptually considered for by you know people like the mayor of the city and and the province and the the feds and 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 just as a way as a as a way to redevelop uh a really important interesting valuable you know let's be serious valuable piece of real estate in toronto that can be made into you know an upscale area like maple leaf square where Mm -hmm. you know you have valuable office space you have high-end hotels, you have high-end retail, you have restaurants, you have the sports team is there. Uh, as I said in my piece on Wednesday, I don't, you know, I am sure that, you know, the folks at Rogers look at what Maple Leaf Square has is doing, look at what the Atlanta Braves are doing. Uh, there was that piece that came out, I think, also on Wednesday that was, uh, uh, that said that they made, <laughs> they made like $432 million in revenue on baseball, but then another $38 million on just development revenue, which is basically, you know, they put up a bunch of buildings and now they're taking in rent on those buildings because, but the, but the rent is high because the, the location is desirable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I assume uh, that that is the kind of, well, that's the kind of thing that the Braves have done. That's the kind of thing that the Oakland A's are looking to do. Uh, And I theorized uh, at the very least that uh, that based on Shapiro's comments about there being bigger concepts uh, involved and perhaps, you know, and delays and that being perhaps part of the reason that there have been delays on the, the renovation announcement, because we've been waiting, you know, it was been like day one. We thought that, you know, it was, it's, you know, you got to fix the building. You got to figure out a way to do it. Uh, and it just hasn't happened. And it seemed like a tense kind of situation between him and ownership because I, but but my inference from some of that is that it, it's happening above his head because it's a it's a giant. It, it could be a giant real estate development, or I could at least see that that following the trend of other places would be a thing that uh, uh, that Rogers would be interested in doing uh, because uh, it turns out real estate developers make a lot of goddamn money. And sometimes they get to become the president of the United <laughs> States if they play their cards right. <laughs> Um, it's all very, very interesting, and and that Shapiro's been like I don't, I don't know, pining for it is the is maybe not the right word, but like there's so much potential in that, and potential if you're a fan for the Blue Jays to somehow get out from underneath the sort of albatross that is the Rogers Center as a building, as a as a as an ex, as a baseball mm-hmm. watching experience. If there's an opportunity to um, upgrade that that experience to change the ballpark that in a way that doesn't shut off what has around it grown a very dense place and if there's an opportunity to like integrate it into the neighborhood and or into the area in a way that makes sense because i think that you know the the sort of standard line that we all 
here, you know, the, the what's that field of schemes or whatever, that website talking about how public mm-hmm. stadium deals are oh, always right, a bad yeah. idea. And now that these teams are realizing like, okay, we don't need to admit them to build the stadium for us. If they want to, that's great. But it's really all about this rent seeking and, and like owning this land, but also not just mm-hmm. dropping a stadium out and surrounding it by an ocean of parking in the middle of suburbia, because that, yeah, that's nothing for no one ever. That's just a diminishing asset that is worthless other than the eight, not eight nights a year or whatever they play football in it. Or or eighty eighty games for for baseball, which is more, but still also like it takes more than that to become uh, something that's woven into the fabric of a city of an area. So uh, it's mm. it's exciting, but and they they well they want to do it sort of artificially and make it sort of geared to a particular a particular customer. Well, yeah. So when I say what, well, but, you're, but you're, which is which is but which is why it's valuable to them to, to you know to, you're right. to do this. But I think, but but also, and and, and it's and, and you know, it would be. It seems like a difficult thing to do until you remember that you know Rogers has more money than God. Yeah. So well, it's, I don't know. That's that that seems to be in that world the way you get shit done. So so who knows? Woven what will come of woven this. into the fabric of the neighborhood might be a little um, a little a little pastoral on my part. It's not well. It's not neighbor neighborhood may not be accurate either. Well, I mean, that is a neighborhood. People yeah. do live there. But I think Maple Leaf Square is an example of like. At, it, it is approaching a place. There is a reason to go there outside of going to a Leaf game yes. or going to a Raptors game. And yeah. if it's because you go to work, it's because you go to you go for a drink, you go to and because people do in fact live there. So woven into the fabric of the neighborhood might be a bit much, but also it's a place that isn't just like a that's where I go to watch baseball. It's like I watch baseball in that neighborhood. And and if you are, yeah. I got and, and you have, and you have Google, you have Google mm-hmm. trying to create a new neighborhood in a similar way, but without the sports. Yeah. Or even like you, you, you know. I think about in London where the Olympic Stadium where West Ham plays, so they built the Olympic Stadium for the Olympics, and then West Ham moved into the into the stadium, and it is, uh, it's whatever they call it, like Stratford on Thames or whatever that area is. It's sort of like a newish, like there wasn't a lot there before in relative terms because London is such an old place but if you go there now there's like a mall like an indoor outdoor mall there's a casino there there's the stadium and then there's like condos and trains and all that stuff all come in through there so that that it's another example of how they're trying to make that work the fact that the team that plays in that stadium is so godforsaken and just unbelievably bad breaking my heart every week oh do do Spurs still play in that? Uh, no, but you stadium. mentioned Spurs. The Spurs, <laughs> Spurs play. They have the new stadium. It's Spurs, but it's, it's Tottenham Hotspur, but it's Spurs. Correct. Right. Yes. Okay. And I, my friend, yeah. who I st- when I went to watch West Ham, and I went to Olympic Stadium to watch West Ham beat Crystal Palace three uh, <laughs> nil. He's going to Tottenham to watch Guns and Roses. So you want to talk about having events in the stadium? He's he's he bought Guns and Roses tickets for he and his partner. The price for which I gasped when I saw it in the G chat. So that's you know that's what you got to get that back at Rogers Center is baseball, other events, you know, incredibly tickets or events that have no hope of ever of living up to the expectations of. Uh, well, what you need, what you really want is that. Uh, have you seen RoboCop? Uh, <laughs> so you want a, a really high density, happening, high end area. And then the rest can be just like a RoboCop dystopia of Detroit or whatever the, the you know. Uh, Have you watched Altered Carbon? Did you see that on Netflix? I did not. It's actually no, pretty like, good. Can you alter carbon? Can one can one alter? I suppose. In in that the ultra rich they live in these <laughs> towers that are so tall. There. Have like, you seen this movie hmm? called Parasite? No, <laughs> I haven't seen Parasite. It's like actually, Parasite. Uh, anyway, Alter Carbon. Okay. You know what? This has gone off the rails. It's gone <laughs> off the rails completely. Let's wrap it, it up. Is it was it per, was it perhaps my my like three or four like forty minute like monologues? Your impassioned screeds Indeed. are welcome. Indeed. Uh, thank you, thank you, everyone, for listening to this edition of Birds All Day. Continue to read. Go check out that bird's eye bird's eye view. There's some very interesting information. I think Stoughton has low rated what he wrote. And what he's alluded to. I, I, uh, go check it out. I enjoyed what I alluded to. But also check out, more importantly, I think, is check out uh, Caitlin's piece with Mark Shapiro. And just look at what he's saying. It's really, it, it's like, it's it just sort of conceding that, you know, yeah, 
there seem to be people above his pay grade, which there can't be many of those, and they <laughs> must be important to the corporation, uh, who have kind of taken it out of his hands, and he doesn't seem real happy about it because he's sort of stuck in his Blue Jays vertical, where perhaps the scope of what they're thinking about doing uh, has grown bigger than that. But also, to be fair, not to belabor this, because I know we've gone on way too long already, but but he has said... Uh, I forget where, but I recall uh, Shapiro, maybe even to us, saying that like the, the the idea of the renovations is like they kind of have like, well, there's a small scale one we could do, there's a bigger one, you know, like they have they have plans that they can you know push the push the gas pedal on. They just got to know which one to do. But uh, what I'm kind of alluding to would I think be on the the grand scale, mm. uh, as opposed to you know refurbish the concrete and uh hope no one notices that the, the carpet looks like shit so yes go read the interview that caitlin did with with mark Shapiro. not at all because he name checks andrew stoughton by name like calls him out puts him on blast right there in front of god and mike trout and everyone read keith laws i feel, I feel he top blue jason what what sorry <laughs> i'm trying to wrap I was gonna it up. say i mean I know, but I was going to say, I think that the, the stuff about Dave Hudgens that he said, mm. I feel he was putting John Lott on blast also, uh, but, but, but did not name him. So. Oh, you're from the athletic. Are you Caitlin? Well, guess what? You're <laughs> that getting was maybe an my sense. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Read that piece <laughs> that Caitlin did. Superiority. Read Sean's piece about uh, baseball, the Arizona sniffing around Vancouver reads bird's eye view. Read Keith's Keith Law's top Blue Jays prospects, his top 100 prospects. Read the Vlad Religion uh, newsletter at fairservice.substack.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, you can subscribe. If it's your first time, God, I can't believe you made it through. Subscribe to the podcast on on Spotify, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, wherever you you get it. Uh, and of course, subscribe to the Athletic. You go to theathletic.com/slash birds all day, get a 40% discount. Do that. Let them know that you're listening and that we matter. So for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.